Yo, hat. Sir. What is poetry to you? Poetry to me is creating visuals for all the things I see in my head. Like from the moment I wake up out my bed to the second I lay down the rest is all about creating. What about you? For me, poetry is liberation. It's the unshackling of chains for you, those before you, and our future generations. Poetry is legacy. The things you leave your seeds so that they can be whatever it is they want to be. This is the poetry. Uh, right, right, all right, cool. We got to bring out the smooth operator this voice. Is smooth. This, is, yeah. this is the poetry What's up, y'all? This is the poetry pie. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Word. Damn, you really brought it out. I did. You sound like right. Barry White, brother. I know. I know. Word. That's the bag you can get. It's gonna be a good this is gonna be a good podcast. If Patrick <laughs> sound like Barry White, he didn't even give us the intro. He didn't even hit us with the intro, yo. Oh my fault. Can you do um, the intro in Barry White voice? So once a, once again. My name is Hattress. It's like Mattress with an H, but please don't sleep on me. Ah! <laughs> that was too smooth. That was jazzy, B, yeah, I mean, for real. I mean, <laughs> tell me your poet's favorite poet, you know, regular For real. Yo, chill, B. That was like, like you had the Prince vibes going on right there and all that, yo. Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Facts. What's what Drake up, said? Though, no, man? hold on. What Drake said? He said, I'm more, um, I'm more Prince from Purple Rain and... Oh yeah, what he said? More, he said, I'm more bar. Prince from Purple Rain than than damn, I don't remember. But it was oh no, but bar. it was a bar. Yeah, that was on the the joint with Brent. Yeah, yeah, niggas yeah, yeah. was Yo, that. quick question: Do you like Brent Fair? I love him. He's the, he's the most toxic thing in the world, and I love it. All right, no doubt, cool. I, I think he's a dope artist too. I'm mm, like, I is so. anybody else in here that like Brent or don't like Brent want to speak on the topic? <laughs> <laughs> nah, so this is a segue because like our producer, our producer does not like Brent Fires. He thinks he's trash, and I get it. Like we all have our taste, um, but like to call that man trash is just an abomination. Yeah, because like, he's poetry, bro. Yeah, he's dope. He's dope. Yeah, he's, he's no joke. But it's alright. We still love our producer. I don't doubt. So he hasn't vein, given him a, li a fair listening yet. In that same vein, I'm gonna keep this this voice on this whole pod. So this Barry this is White. What we're doing. I you mean, gonna do the poem like that too? I can't do the poem like that because that poem is not type that type of poem. So tell us what kind of poem it is. What what poem is this? Oh, all right. Today uh, we're doing language. Um, it's a poem that I wrote a few years ago, um, and, it, and it speaks to like black culture and, and the things that we create, um, and the words that we create, and how we move in our language, um, which is very like kind of influential to other cultures. And Most definitely. Also detrimental to our own, um, in some ways. Uh, so I just wanted to talk about that in this poem. It was important to shed light on that. How? When did you write this poem? How long ago was this? Twenty nineteen. Okay, so this is not too long ago. This is more recent. Yeah, like a little bit before the shutdown. Before okay. we got shut down, that was the poem that I was shopping around for a little bit. I wrote like three poems in that one night. So this is the one that you was performing. Yeah, I was so I have I have three poems that I wrote in 2019 that I started performing just to see how they do, um, and this is the one that that stuck. Yeah, as it should. I mean, the name of it is language, yeah, right. And you're speaking on how 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 we communicate, basically. Yeah, right. And, and, and the power levels, in that communication, the power in that communication, right. And like the origins of that communication and and why it's so important. Why, um, because people like to say that black doesn't have a culture, but it's like I. I truly disagree. I think black 
is the, is culture. the culture. And that's what I, I And I think I everything and everything else um, is created from that. Exactly. So and it's we like, can go we can go as deep as music from there, you know what I mean, with the African drums and that turning into what my people dance to as far as salsa. So Exactly. All the all the origins come from that place. Right. But like even on a more US level when it comes to trends and, and slang and, and the things that you say on a day to day basis, like comes from black culture. Right. Comes from African American culture specifically. So it's like, yeah, like you you want to sit here and say that I talk black, but like we all do, right? Right? Like it is that's the root of it, that's the basis of it. Like southern slang is pervasive in our daily conversations right now. So why do you think it's like frowned upon? Then in some instances, like why why do you hear the oh you talk white or you talk black or you sound like you from down south yeah. or you know sometimes that's you know, I guess praised, but then an often, oftentimes is definitely frowned upon. I, I'm, I would say that whitewashing is is a is a systematic thing. It's a hell of a drug, huh? Right. So it's like you're you're going to encounter people who are not of the culture that you're from. That just because it's other, they're going to look down upon it. They're, you're going to encounter people in professional settings who don't understand um, the language that you're using to reach the people that you're servicing, um, and look at it as something lower. But when you really think about it, um, just the creativity that's involved, just the understanding of what these terms mean, in addition to what regular vernacular means, right? right. Like that is a higher level processing that people don't even give credit to. Right. Like the fact that I can go in and code switch and, and talk to my brothers on the block Word. and it sound like a different language right. from someone that's not from here. And I can still hold a conversation with someone that's not from here in the language that they're best interpreted in, right? right? So it's like, that's a power in itself. I think the adaptability comes from being able to create it. Exactly. Right? right. I think it's the ours, fact that we, we could... Yeah, exactly. So, so that's like, why it's so easy tailor. for us to turn it on and turn it <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, like, we created yeah. it. So, that's a um, fact, for sure. That, and that, and that, not, that's not just, like, spoken language, right? Because, I mean, this is spoken word. This is poetry. We're used to words. But that also goes for body language. Body language. We dab right? people up. We, right. we salute. We do the head nod. Right. right. Like these Make are eye all contact cues. when we speak. Exactly. Like, these are yeah. all cues that we, um, culturally, we know. And we know what it means. And we know what it embodies. And that's the reason why you can tell the difference between a dap from somebody who really loves you and a dap from somebody who really don't rock with you. Right. Word. Like these are certain nuances that, you know, outsiders, I say that in a poem, like it's a nuance that outsiders would never understand. Right. Um, so I think there's power in that. There's power in understanding um, that you can live in both spaces and function and excel in both spaces, right? Like, cause, so, like, so on our previous to. episode, you asked me if I was bilingual. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes. I said, I'm bilingual, speaking English and Spanish. Mm -hmm. but, and sarcasm. Remember? And sarcasm, yes. Sarcasm. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Um, but so this technically means that, I mean, you're also bilingual, right? I'm bilingual in code switching. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, I think it's a it's a necessity. I so think we should be praising the fact that we able to step down and talk to someone on the block, you know what I mean, and then kind of go white collar when we need to and talk about the four hundred one ks and the LLCs and X Y and Z. I right? think I think it's important. I don't think it's something <clears throat> to be praised though, and and that's just me being transparent because um, I think that it it was a survival means. Right, like the fact that my mother wanted me to be articulate enough that if I talked to someone, they wouldn't understand where I was from. Right, the fact that I even need to do that. Right, 
when that is my personality, that is who I am, that is what brought me here, right? Like I should be glorifying that. Right. I should be it's a weapon showing of it's a tool. that, right? Like, right. yeah, I should be showcasing that. I should be able to let people understand that. That's where I'm at in my career professionally now. Like, as at 32 years old, I'm not code switching no more right. with you. I don't care what building we're in. I don't care who is the CEO. I don't care right. any of that. Right, regardless of, of who's day, in the room, man. Exactly. Like, me code switching was just to defend my intellect. I don't have to defend my intellect. And I think anymore. it's even more grand, right? When you start like yapping and you using slang and you kind of like, yo, this, that, and the third, and then all of a sudden you hear him where you you enunciating your 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 sentences or you're using and you're that people yeah. are not sure about. And now you're grammatically correct. And, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like uh, I'm at the point now in my life where it's like I used to look at code switching as a second language and it was a necessary language, but now I'm like, no, it's not. It's not like because this is a European like white supremacist like ideology right. that like I have to speak to you the way that is best digestible for you. Right. Regardless of these concepts that I'm talking to you about, you already understand or you know to some capacity, but because of the way that I'm speaking to you, you're looking at it as a lesser thing. Right. You don't see the beauty in my exactly. language. Exactly. And that's yeah. the problem. And so it's like when you when you ascribe to that, you reinforce it. Right. So it's like that's why I'm like, nah, I'm not cold switching no more. Like my guy, I said what I said. I, I said, said it how I said what it. I said. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I not doing it. I am who I am, and I said <laughs> what I said. Like, that's I... that's that was part of the reason why I wrote this because, um, I was in a lot of professional settings where, they wanted me to speak a different way, and like, we all know a lot of words. Like I'm a poet, I know a lot of words, but I know how to make you feel what the fuck I'm saying, and sometimes that's not the biggest word to use. Right. <laughs> like you know what I mean, like sometimes, sometimes less is more. Exactly. Right. So it's like I'm I'm a very emotional speaker. I, I focus more on, on emotions than just like the articulation of, of these big words. What Kendrick say? He said, "I know rappers with the biggest words to say to say shit to make it more pivotal." Right. And it's like, nah, you don't have to do that. Like right. you can just say what you feel, and that's it. So like that was why I wrote this poem, honestly. Dope. Well, let's get into this shit. I'm, I'm hyped. Can you, like, spit this for us? Can you, like, kind of give a quick little intro and jump right in? Like, All right. So, once again, my name is Hatch. This is, like, Masters of the Ace, but please don't sleep on me. I know in this pod I said I was going to do this poem in my very white voice, but I can't do this. I get excited when I do this <laughs> So, um, I'm going to just get into it. This poem is called Language. Um, and, yeah, you'll see why. Growing up, I realized... That my mother, she never prayed in the oppressor's tongue. And it taught me something. It taught me that there's something magical in our words. Something magical in slurred speech and colloquial language. Southern draws, rolled L's, S's like bohemian C. See, today I learned motherfucker with an A and not an E-R. It's the day that gave me the right to dictate my diction. The night I strung yo-yo-yos together in articulate speech felt like the first yo-yo trick they ever teach, but I was far from sleep. I was reclaiming my identity. Like, that's my mother, my brother, my sisters. See, praise be to all my niggas with an A. Praise be to all my niggas today, because we exist still. Still boots, bubblegum sole, hard leather skin. My niggas with an A are Tim's even when they wish us tombs. How can I not be indestructible? 
How can I not be cocky and arrogant when we are charged with death from the womb? See, isn't it crafty? How we made soup out of force-fed language. To conversations taste like gumbo to empty stomachs. To this poem becomes a mosaic speech cracked like stained church windows, beautiful as God. So this, this is for lazy tongues and complex conversations. For subtle nuances outsiders will try to mimic but never fully grasp. And then they got the nerve to say that we talk black. Like you goddamn right. Didn't you know ain't no diamond in the rough like a black mouth? Black lips that can turn shit into sugar upon the pronunciation. Black speech, the mother of all language, the mother, not mother, the motherfucking greatest thing to ever happen since God said, and let there be light. And we just open our mouths with the gates of heaven on the tips of our tongue. See, they would love for me to say part in this crash sound and nothing, and I mean nothing, this heavy can ever exist without a little wreckage, a little undoing. A little calculated carnage and phrases that spoon like leaves on island trees while we shoot the breeze on Linux Ave where Lynx and Hughes used to be. See, this is our gift. This light. This presence is a present to them. And frankly speaking, they motherfucking welcome. Motherfucking welcome. <laughs> That's right. With an A, motherfucker. motherfucker. You hear it? Enunciate that shit. Hatchers, talk that shit. Yo, give yo, it up for my man, appreciate yo. That, King. Yo, Thank that you. was fucking ridiculous. Thank you, King. Yo, just like the stances that you take on like topics that people wouldn't even like dare like kind of speak on or don't really know what angles to, you know, kind of approach when speaking on it to kind of defend, you know what I mean? Is ridiculous, yo. Like, this is fucking crazy, top to bottom. I got notes all over the page right now. Um, I mean, the first thing, I mean, the shit that stands out, I'm sure that others, the viewers and the listeners as well, is when you said the mother, the mother, not mother, <laughs> not mother, not mother. Like, what the fuck, what the fuck do you mean, bro? Like, that's moms, right? Like, that's yeah. what you mean? That's not mommy. Yeah. Like, so like, uh, one of the, I, I grew up down south. So I grew up from like 15 to 25. I was in Atlanta. And um, the funny thing about it is they used to joke on like how I talk. And like I'm down there thinking I'm talking regular. Um, and they used to come at like how I would say like mother, brother. Like I would always add like a VA to like these things. Well, and, you're my brother. Yeah, you're my like brother. that's just, that's just <laughs> what I was. That's how I used to move. Um, how I still move, right? Um, right so on, like yeah. that made me that I wrote that line because I was thinking about those times when it's like it was quote unquote inappropriate to say these words that way, right? And it's like why, why, why is it a problem that I pronounce these words like that? Right. Um. So like was that this was also just, like in your social setting with your peers, or like in a school setting, or both everywhere, right. right? So I was down south, so I was in school institutions also, right? So it's like it would be teachers correcting me it would be people who look just like me correcting me about how i'm saying this shit mind you like they saying goddamn and and talking mad fast and i don't understand right. this shit and it's like i'm letting you rock but it's like i can't say mother right i can't say my brother or yo son like they was coming at me about like right. the language i was using and um that was that that was what that line was about because like when i think about it now it's like even being in new york city 
Um, it's only a certain niche population that pronounce mother and father like that, right? Like it's, it's the city urban people who say mother, my brother, my fa- my father, my like you know what I'm saying? Like right. we say it in a different way. Um, and I wanted to like give light to that way, right? And I think that pronunciation shows more endearment. Exactly. Right. Like, I mean, no shade to white folk, but kind of like my mother. My mother. It doesn't really sound shit. passionate, yeah, it right? It doesn't like, sound like it sounds like a transaction. Yo, facts. <laughs> it's like what? It Are sounds you, like like a, like a patriarch. It yeah. sounds like that's just you're weird. you're playing your position, your part. But like my mother is like, nah. You talking about my mom's? Like yeah. you talking about my mother? Like, like mama, for, You see how you added an S to my it? My mama. Yeah. Add like, an S to most yeah, things. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember like, that. So like that's real shit. That's culture. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the most playful line, right? Because you are dope when it comes to like, um, like your the metaphoric experience that you bring to a reader. I appreciate that. Man. No doubt, of course. And I, I'm speaking that personally because I get to read this shit every day and then get on a podcast once a week and kind of like exercise with you. So you say, you say here. <laughs> The night I strung yo's, yo's, yo's together in articulate speech felt like my first yo-yo trick. Yeah. Like, yo, that is flavors. That was a ball on the low. That was a ball on the low. You don't catch it when I perform it, though. I'm, that's the crazy thing about it. Maybe they didn't play with a fucking yo-yo. I that's don't know un, what I'm that's saying. That's unfortunate like, shit, bro. Because I was just like, yo, That might have been one of the be... first words that I learned, like, outside. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo-yo. being outdoors, like, with, with my youth, my peers was like, yo. Yeah. Yo, like, that's, yo. And, like, you're indoctrinated. And I was it. playing with a yo-yo then that time. Exactly. I knew all the tricks. So that's where you were going? Like, you, like... It was nostalgia, bro. It yo, was, like, the night, it back. the night that I had these conversations with my niggas and I'm, and I'm talking about real shit with them and I'm hitting them with yo, 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 blah, blah. That's what we do. That's how right. we congregate. That's how we galvanize. That's how we communicate. That's our salutation. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's yo, like salute. Bro, like, blah, blah, this, that, and third. So it's like, that's why I put that in the night I strung yo-yo-yos together in articulate speech. Felt like the first yo-yo trick they ever teach, but I was far from sleep. Word. Like you're saying? Like, that was a And that was a bump. sleep. Like, like, that's a yo-yo <laughs> trick. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first don't even trick know the you learn. Like, yeah. It's like, put this shit to sleep. You feel me? Yeah, and word. I was, like, I was far from sleep. So it's word. like, I'm, I'm glad that you caught that one because like people don't Definitely. catch that. Definitely. Hell yeah. People don't catch that at all. And I think, I think that speaks to you as an artist, but also as black culture, right? You mentioned here saying that you're able, that we could turn basically shit into sugar, right? That like upon a pronunciation, just the way that we kind of want to say it makes it fashionable. And we turn it from something negative, derogatory, to something mm-hmm. positive. For instance, that word, right? Yeah. Using that with an ER versus now using it with an with a, a and being dim. And that's kind of like a hot topic with yeah. a lot of, with the black culture in itself. So can you kind of like share in that personal experience between that bar and how you deal with that word on your day-to-day? So as far as the bar is concerned, like turn shit into sugar upon pronunciation, my mother used to always tell me, it's not about what you say, it's, it's about how you say it. it. Right? So... And she 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 was quick witted. She had a strong tongue, and like I'll never forget like the way that she could make people feel just by talking to them. Right. Like she had the power to either make you feel like the you could do anything in the world, or make you feel like the worst person in the whole fucking world. My grandmother said something similar. Off a conversation, right? She said, "Can can you get more bees with honey than you do shit?" Yeah. So I exactly. feel you. Um. So like with that, like I started this poem talking about my mother, right? Um, I was like growing up, I realized my mother never prayed in the oppressor's tongue. 
And my mother was very educated and, and like she was very articulate. Um, but in spaces when she's trying to connect with people, she's talking to them in their language. Right. Um, and so like that's where I learned the code switching, right? Like I learned it from understanding that my mother could have been a fucking lawyer. Like right. she literally studied for the bar and all that shit. But like she did her service in the community that we live in and like help people. Right. Like, and like people who were from social different social economic standings than us. So I my whole life I had a revolving door of people with experiences that I will never understand. Right. But it it, it kind of built me into understanding other people's experiences. So that was just a testament to her. Like that line itself when um turn shit into sugar, because it's like we had that ability through speech. Like we had that ability to make the best out of the worst shit. Um, and make it sound good. Like, right. you know, all the slick talkers that we know, like, they make anything sound good, bro. Um, so, like, that's what I was talking about. In reference to the N-word, as far as, like, it being a term of endearment, um, it is if you were raised in that culture. It right. is if you're from that culture and of that culture. Um, I don't agree with white people trying to use nigga as a way of disarming black people because of how much gravity that words have in reference to that other race. Right. So, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? It seems to be like they think that's some sort of uh That's the past. Alliance. Like, oh, nah, or, we're brothers. Yeah. I say nigga with an A. No, we're not brothers because you say nigga with an A. You shouldn't be saying that shit at all because of how much weight that word carries in reference to your race. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and it's a very simple concept. And I think um, I, I saw an interview where somebody explained this concept very well when white people want the clearance to say the word nigga. And it's like, everything is situational and appropriateness means um, you're understanding who you are in reference to the situation. So for instance, I know that I'm not a woman. I know that I hear my girlfriend say the word bitch all the time in reference to her friends. I'm not going to call any of her friends or her a bitch. Right. Because it's different, right? Like What it's else a would you fucking expect in return? It's a difference, it's <laughs> yeah. a difference in who's saying Right. So it changes the dynamic of the word in itself, right? right? And that's a very simple concept that people take heed to all the time. But for some strange reason, when it comes to the word nigga, right. white people forget Incapable. this very simple concept of appropriateness, right? <laughs> like, it's a very simple concept. So, like, in that reference, yeah, like, I don't fuck with that. But that's, like that's the difference. I've never really heard that that kind of perspective on you know on on like the changing of that word yeah. and, and and white people using that word. Um, it's, it's usually all about more appropriateness, like, bro. Appropriateness. I think appropriate, appropriate, being appropriate has a lot of different levels and layers, right? So like, I don't think it's ever appropriate for a white person to say the word nigga. I'm still like stuck on this stanza between like that sugar and shit and the pronunciation because you say like black speech, the mother of all language, the mother, not mother, the motherfucking greatest thing that happened since God said, let there be light. And we just opened our mouths. Facts. That's fucking deep and poetic as <laughs> fuck. Like you, yeah, you're basically it. saying like we are the root, you know, we are the the creation of word, and it's it's correlation to like God's existence and our existence, and in its in its power and in its in its entirety, like, and it all and all comes from stems from from our people. Straight from us. So you're basically saying that we have the power to make anything we want. We created the shit, or, right? So it's like when you think about it. That's why I was like. um 
to go back to the stanza because like I, I memorize all my poems, so I'll be forgetting <laughs> where we at in this shit. Um, but you turn shit into sugar and palm pronunciation, black speech, the mother of all language. That's a fact, right? Right? Like if if civilization started in Africa, then language had to start there. Right. Communication had to start there. So um, the mother of all language and the mother, not mother, right? <laughs> because it didn't start <laughs> in those yeah. other places. Um, but yeah, when I say the motherfucking greatest thing to ever happen since God said it and let there be light, right? So God created what we have here. What's the next best thing? We can have creation, but if we can't communicate, what the fuck are we doing? Word. Right? If so I'm not language, getting my pose, my, yeah, my point language in, is, is how the I feel next close. best thing to being, right? Like mm -hmm. communication is the next best thing to being because it connects people. Right? Like, no man is an island, and no man is an island because of communication. Right. Like, we can actually interact with each other and understand it. Right. So, that was where I was going with that. Um, in, in the Bible reference, I mean, in the, it, it, it has a parable where it basically says that God, like, had to break up all the people and scatter them and change all their languages because they became so powerful, you know, and, mm -hmm. and speaking the same language. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's crazy that speaking on how we think the Bible is um, a systemic you know kind of holding on our people mm -hmm. that they say this story and we're also saying that one language you know the root language the origin or or the origin of of how we speak you know was it came from africa it did because so those, like even, that, even that the tradition like, even the tradition of passing down stories right like oration right like all of that is african folklore right like because like all of these stories that we still have to this day have been passed down since the beginning of civilization right, right? and, and it, it wasn't before writing was a thing before like people could transcribe anything like people were speaking these stories and passing them on generations and generations and generations right so it's like it's not it's not a it's not luck that people like me or you picked up this traditions of being a griot like you know what i'm saying like right. it's not a luck like right. this is this was a fucking sustainable career throughout civilization, bro. Right. The storytellers would travel and tell stories and get paid to do that shit. Right. Bro. Word. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they like would, motivational speakers and how yeah, that's or just or just changed in so many ways. Like they now. would they would yeah. get set up in people's houses and like get taken care of, bro. Right. But they were traveling storytellers and passing on the tradition of whatever the fuck the culture was at the time or whatever the case may be. Like. So, it's not, this is not luck. Right. So we wield the like, power that we, there's no, exactly. This it's is a duty. duty. This is an obligation. Like we, we are the storytellers of our generation. I fuck we, with uh, that. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to do this. That's different. But before I go on telling my fucking story, right? I'm really nice at Scrabble. I'm dumb nice. I'm a three. <laughs> I'm a 300, I'm a 300 plus Scrabble player. My Yo, mom, that's mad random. My mom used to fucking make me do this shit as a punishment. Play Scrabble when I was in trouble. But I'm horrible at Scrabble. I don't know what the fuck you mean when you say about slurred speech and colloquial language. Colloquial. Okay. Colloquial. Um, colloquial I said is, is a rule. It comes from colonizers, right? Co colonial? Okay. So when I say um, something magical about slurred speech and colloquial language, right? Um, colloquial, not necessarily colonizers, okay. right? Colloquial meaning... Um, colloquial meaning... Your urban language, what you speak in the hood, what okay. you speak like in your vicinity, um, not necessarily like it's almost like your dialect vernacular. or your your yeah, yeah okay. like not not the not the not the um accepted vernacular for the space or whatever the case right. may be, um, more so like the urban dictionary, okay, speech, 
Um, and that's why it's like Southern, Southern draws, road L's, S's like Bohemian C's. Like we had, we add S to everything. Word. Like we were rolling L's all the time. Like, Word. like the way that, that we speak to outsiders could sound like a different language, bro. You're right. You're right. Adding S's to everything would definitely do that. It sound like a different like, I thought you said you had two moms. Like, nah, nigga, <laughs> nah, that's just my mom. That's my like, mom, what the fuck bro. You talking that's, about? that's plural <laughs> hit singular. That's, <laughs> that's all that is. You know what I mean? Word. This shit is witty as fuck, though, right here, right? You say, you say, how are we not indestructible? How can we not be cocky and arrogant when we are charged with death from the womb? Isn't it crafty? To make soup out of force-fed language to our conversations feel like gumbo to hungry stomachs. And I think that kind of goes to our point where we're kind of emphasizing, like, we're not trying to appease someone through a more digestive language, right? And I think, you know, that's just speaking on a pun right there. Like, digestive language, gumbo. Because mm -hmm. it's a mixture of everything. Force-fed language. Like, y'all yeah. gave us the bottom of the barrel, and we're still trying to, recreate that in some way and making it like gold basically we made english pop right like, like so even even when you think about music in the in the last century right like it's always took root in what the regular person was speaking right right like it, it was never it was always slang in music and that slang wasn't created by the people who were creating the music Right. Or like the masses of the people that were creating the music. That thing was created on the ground. Right. In in the streets, in urban areas. Right. By those you didn't hear on us that had the platform to exactly, do it. Exactly. Right. right. Or it was influenced by those also because they were also in these clubs creating and doing their thing. I think it's crazy because like I got a random thought. Like a lot of the genres of music that you hear, um, and maybe I'm just speaking just from my perspective, because mm -hmm. from what I listen to are not as lyrical and have as much language base in their music, you know, mm -hmm. outside of R&B and rap and our people. Like, if you listen to rock, it, it kind of has, it kind of has a lot of, like, the same chorus and the mm -hmm. same hook, you know, and that goes the same for a lot of other genres of music. But if, and I, I mean, reggaeton as well, it's mm -hmm. kind of a repetition of the same thing. But in rap, and in, in R&B, it, it seems to be a little more complex in how we deliver our message. But, like, even when you go to rock, right, um, the way that they express their frustrations in rock absolutely has a black background. Word. Right? Like just Hendrix. The, the, right. the way they use onomatopoeias a lot, the way they use sound, like, and not necessarily words, the way that when you're frustrated, you just scream, rah, and you're raging, right? Like, like that's... Absolutely black influence, bro. Right. Um, so it's like even all of these things tie into what I was saying in that. And it's funny that you use that line because I, I would have thought you would have caught the line before that. Um, like the the Tim comparison. Oh, Tim's not tombs. Nick. Yeah, this is no joke. Nick. <laughs> he said, Praise to be all my praise. Go ahead, hat. Just I say said, it. <laughs> I said, Praise be all my niggas with an A. Praise be to all my niggas today because we exist still. Still boots, bubblegum soul, hard leather skin. My niggas with an A are Thames even when they wish us tombs. Mm. Right? Like, yeah, that was, that was, I literally wrote that first before I wrote this poem. Like, it, I wrote that scheme. That inspired it. 
Right. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's keep going with this. And, and you have to be able to speak this language to even know what that means, right? Because, like, speaking on what Tim's mean to our community and to the warmth and security that it gives us, it's personification mm-hmm. is what's more impactful than it actually being such a fashionable statement, right? So how many pair of Tim's have you had in your life? I've had a few, yo. A bunch, right? Like, a lot. That's a staple. That's a staple in our community, that's a staple in our wardrobe. Right. Especially come fall wintertime. The like, weeds, the beef and broccoli. You have to do it, right? right? So um, that's something that represents resilience to me, right? And I wanted to compare that to how resilient black culture is, Word. right? To, to never die and to always be there and to always be innovating. Mm. Um, so that's why I said my niggas with an A are Tim's even when they wish us tombs because like they do wish us death. Mm-hmm. They want us to die out. Um, and when I say they, I'm 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 not talking about white people in particular. I'm talking about white supremacy. Right. There's a difference. We can make a distinction as a whole. Um, right. Yeah. As a right. Like, right. So like that's the difference between it. Um. So like that's why I was playing with with still boot bubble gum so yes. hard that the skin. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, everything that a nigga is supposed to be, right? Um, but we're really Tim's and not Tombs. And, like, we're, we're places of fortitude and not death. Right. And, like, that's what I wanted to tackle with that line. Right. And the bubblegum souls. I mean, like, come on. The if beauty. you never had a pair of bubblegum souls, then you really don't know. The beauty, right? That's, like, like purity right it. there. That's, yeah. like, genuine. That's how kicks was yeah. back in the day. So it's, like, that that line right there. Like, that All right, but you, you from Harlem, line. though. So there's a line in here that I know you're from Harlem. Like, everybody knows you're from Harlem where you speak, your etiquette, et cetera. You say it when you Which introduce one? yourself. You say... In phrases that swoon like leaves on island trees while we shoot the breeze on Lennox Ave where Langston Houston used to be. Nigga. Yo, you talking about shoot, you talking about shooting dice? Hi, what you talking about? Like, are you saying that, like, hat, break it down because you're taking us from an island field to an urban city field to then speaking about such a staple in the poetry community, not only in the poetry community, but black education in itself. What are you talking about? So, this is our gift. This light, this presence is a present to you. And frankly, you're motherfucking welcome. So, I finished this poem around the time I had a showcase at Langston Hughes Brownstone in Harlem. I had a show there in 2019, um, and it was kind of important to me because it's like, the show was called The New Renaissance. And so, I... I mm-hmm. wanted to do a poem that actually paid homage to the people that came before me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's when I inter- intertwined that line. Um, when I said phrases that swoon like leaves on island trees, while we shoot the breeze on mm-hmm. Linux Ave where Langston Hughes used to be, yes, I was envisioning rolling dice. <laughs> I, I was envisioning rolling dice. I'm like, word, who got but, the bank? Word. But I also wanted to pay homage to Langston. Right. Right. And so, like, Shoot the breeze is a phrase yes. from that from his time. Tell him, bro. Right. So it's like right I on, wanted brother, to, tell to him. talk that shit. Like, yo, this is homage to the people who came before us. And when I say on Lennox Ave, with Lynx, he used to be, he really used to be on Lennox Ave. Facts. Right. Like he has a brownstone literally between Lennox and Fifth. And like he used to be during the Renaissance, he was out here. He was right. here. And like as someone who's from that place, like it, it fills me with joy knowing that, you know, like I guess the Renaissance, the Harlem Renaissance, um, was so important 
in in our history to our evolution yeah right, right. like so like that in itself is something that i take pride in even though i wasn't there for it and shit has changed so drastically or whatever the case may be but just knowing that type of heritage because like realistically as an african-american this is going to get a little deep but as an african-american um as far as like having an anchor of culture it's a little difficult for me i would say um just because it's hard to be to to say that our people built this place and still not reap any of the benefits. So as far as culturally, we lack an anchor, right? Because like my Nigerian brothers could be like, "Yo, I'm Nigerian," right? And then there's a culture that comes with that right. that you can take pride in, right? Like no matter where you're at in the world, you're Nigerian, right? No matter where I'm at in the world as an African American, I'm a nigga. So that's a little weird, right? So it's like it's hard to find that anchor. So I think the Harlem Renaissance area era and like the artists that were a part of that, for me as a writer, is my anchor. It's like that's something I can say. You could feel that because you could see it in your work. I think you carry Langston Hughes energy and the way that you appreciate move that, and the way man. you speak. Appreciate, I definitely appreciate that. But yeah, I was definitely trying to pay homage to him and um, just that era and use some of the language that they used during those times. Dope. Dope, bro. Yeah. Dope, man. What do you mean when you say my mother never prayed in the oppressor's tongue? So I grew up Southern Baptist. Um, so, you know, uh, it's a different type of church. And one of the things that I did peep was um, even in her prayer, her prayer sounded like, her talks with God were a different language, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't, she wasn't, that she skipped the formalities when it came to her prayers for herself, for other people. Um, no, it wasn't like, I uh, lay me down to sleep. Nah, uh, yeah, right. it, it was, it was very kindred. And, and, and you could tell that this was a relationship and it was a beautiful thing to witness, right? Like just to see that, to see someone be that comfortable with their Lord, with the with their God, right? And to the point where it almost doesn't make sense for other people to hear it. Right? Like, and I was like, yo, that there's a power in that. And that's why I put that line in. I started with that because it's like that that power in itself is what I wanted to represent with everything that we say, everything that we create, everything that we articulate, right? Like we don't have to do it the standard way. Right. And that's it's, how I want segues to into magical about our words. But then you also, so, I mean, that goes to, to, I guess, to some of the point where um, when we created, right, these words or when we find another pronunciation for it, we then find it to be copied or mm -hmm. um, we then find it to not be, like, we're, we're not the owners of it any longer, mm -hmm. right? Is that true? You say, for lazy tongues and complex conversations, for subtle, nuanced outsiders who will try to mimic, but it never fairly, fairly grasp. Yep. Um... You've experienced that, bro. Like you, you've experienced you being creative in a way, or you just having regular conversations with your homeboys. And people will tell you, I don't know. Well, you could let me know if they have, but people will tell you, like, yo, that's not that's not correct English. Like you, like what you talking about? But then in the next conversation with that same person, they using the same slang that you was using. Yeah, right? definitely, definitely. I went to I went to um I spent a year upstate New York in a in a pretty cool school or mm -hmm. pretty well-funded school that's really what it is yeah um and i was around a lot of white folk for sure mm -hmm. um 
and you can see everything being mimicked outside of just the language. Of you course. Know, body language, yeah. spoken language, um, just the culture in general. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's And I'm not even mad at it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not even mad at it, right? I am. It's some cool shit. I am, you know why? Because it's like, I mean, if we could speak on like like it's almost like a conversation that shouldn't even have to be had at this point. Like black TikTokers have to still like we still have to fucking fight for just rights and ownership of shit that we create or recreate. But that and that shit is that that fight along with side of everything else that's already had to be you know to, to fight. It's like you're taking, you're literally take. I right, I rather somebody whip my ass in a fight than steal my intellectual property and garnish it and make money and monetize it. So let's talk that's, about this. That's way more painful. Let's talk about right this. Then. Why are they able to steal your intellectual property? Lack of knowledge. Oh, okay. Right. Is that their fault or your fault? I mean, we speak in general because motherfuckers ain't taking my of shit. Of course, of course, of course. We're speaking in general. But at that point, right, right like, yeah. with that, is that the person that's stealing this shit for or is it the person that's allowing this shit to be stolen? I mean, I'm a socialist just as much as I'm a person who's independent and mm -hmm. I think you should strive for it. I, I don't think that we should be picking on the weak. No, you know? of, of course and I not. Think, I don't think, not. I don't think someone that... Um, that is not able to speak the same languages as others should be manipulated or taken advantage of, though that's the world that we fucking live in, unfortunately. Exactly. So. Like, that's the world. That I mean, it's true, because if like, you look at it from it a reverse is. aspect, right? If if I go to school, if I go to school upstate and I'm getting my A's at $30 down here, and <laughs> I can sell my A's for $100 out in Stony Bro. Brook University... Them motherfuckers don't know my language. They're not speaking Bro. the same language I am. So I guess in some sense, I'm still manipulating them too. America is the foundation of manipulation. I see that shit. I want that shit. It's mine now. Right. Like words. Like, fuck it. We're going to take your language too. We This country stole this whole country. Right. right? So like, I can't even be mad. When... We're the only place that has a museum of everybody else's shit. It's everybody else's <laughs> it's shit. It's none like, of our shit. Bro, we stole <laughs> an entire country, bro. Right. Like and when I say we, I'm saying that loosely. Right. Because I ain't have shit to do with that. Right. But right. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, how can I even be mad at these white TikTokers who their whole their whole fucking culture has been theft? That's like the language that they speak. That's the language that's they speak. their love they language. They don't know anything else <laughs> but that. They got so good at the thievery that they truly believe the shit is theirs. Right. Nigga, do you know the psychological fucked up shit it takes to truly believe yeah. some shit is yours? Pathological. When, when you know the history of it and you're still fighting for some shit that you stole. Right. That's crazy. That's like me taking your hat right now. You taking me to court. Me saying, I wore this shit for five days, so it's mine. And then you're wearing it in court still. And I'm day. wearing it in court. <laughs> crazy. Definitely. Definitely. I think it's, I think it's, I think <laughs> it's crazy that, that like, they, I think it's crazy that language can be so complex and, and, and complex in a sense that like there's English, right? But then there's like, all right, the way that lawyers speak. That's then a whole different then language. There's, yeah. Then there's the way that yeah. like mechanics speak. Yeah. You know, there's a way from people from the block speak. Yeah. Like I think the uniqueness in that, you know what I mean? Is it has this, this duality. I think it's cool as shit. Um, but I also think it's very divisive. This, but it has you know to be, I mean? this because is a different I think language it, for every art form, if you really think about that too. Like every science has a different language. Right. Even those same words that you use in all of these sciences might mean different shit. So different do you sciences. do you say language compartmentalizes us or do you think language brings us together? 
if you had to choose? I think language, in essence, is a connector. Um, I think that when you're not open-minded to learn other people's language in order to connect it, then it could be a Divisive. tool for separation. Yeah. Right. That's a good yeah. point. But I think in essence, the the it, you have to communicate, right? So it's like in essence, the ability to communicate is going to bring more people together. Um, but once we get into our, like, like even me, like I'm like, yo, I'm not learning Spanish. But it's like, I do want to learn Spanish. Right. I just don't think I can learn Spanish Facts. at 32 years old. Like, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I could do that shit. But right. um, the fact that, you, you can connect as a blessing in itself. And by the way, we know another language. It's called poetry. That's a fact. We do this shit, yeah. I speak in metaphors all day. Facts and similes and alliterations. That's, That's all I know. And onomatopoeias. All that shit. All that shit. Boom. This is what we do. That. <laughs> <laughs> Production team, put that in there. You gonna have this running back. As y'all know how we get down on this poetry pod, um, we try to immersify every experience. Yeah, I thought she was about to rap, or I was ready for the for the next bar, bro. That's how we start the immersification process. As I you think. know how I we get the, down get on this poetry like, pod. Got yeah. another poem going. I don't know. I don't Facts. have a follow up. It's the jab, jab, and you about to knock him out. Yeah, oh, right. that was a good. This is up. this is Hatchers right here, y'all. This is language Hatchers. Let's get busy, bro. Copy. This is a discussion of a language, not Swahili not Spanish nor French, nor is it a discussion of a regional American dialect such as Brooklynese, Southern Mountaineer, or Pennsylvania Dutch. It is a discussion of another American dialect. I was reclaiming my identity. Like that's my mother, my brothers, my sisters. See, praise be to all my niggas with an A. Praise be to all my niggas today cause we exist still still boots bubblegum soles hard leather skin my niggas with an A are Tim's even when they wish us tombs how can I not be indestructible how can I not be cocky and arrogant when we are charged with death from the womb see isn't it crafty how we make soup out of force fed language to conversations taste like gumbo to empty stomachs. To this poem becomes a mosaic speech cracked like stained church windows, beautiful as gods. So this, this is for lazy tongues and complex conversations. For subtle nuances outsiders will try to mimic but never fully grasp. And then they got the nerve to say that we talk black. Like you goddamn right. Didn't you know? Ain't no diamond in the rough like a black mouth. Black lips that can turn shit into sugar upon pronunciation. Black speech, the mother of all language. The mother, not mother. The motherfucking greatest thing to ever happen since God said, and let there be lights. And we just open our mouths. With the gates of heaven on the tips of our tongue. So they would love for me to say pardon this crash sound, but nothing. I mean nothing this heavy can ever exist without a little wreckage a little undoing a little calculated carnage and phrases that swoon like leaves on island trees while we shoot the breeze on Linux Ave where Langston Hughes used to be see this is our gift this light this presence is a present to them 
frankly speaking, they motherfucking welcome.